Ten days left before the United States comes to a precipice. To Armageddon, to the end of all that is great. I guess. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Brittany Griner, the chick or whatever it is, uh, who was arrested in Russia for drugs and traded back to the United States for a terrorist, played her first NBA game, a WNBA game, since her release, and it didn't exactly go the way they wanted it, the WNBA or ESPN or ABC or anything like that. But I would question, did it really not go that way? And we must face issues that are going to happen with all these illegal aliens crossing the border and stop blaming the Border Patrol. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. All right. Well, you know, I didn't play this video last week, and it really, it really bothered me that I didn't play this video last week. Uh, because with all the companies going woke, we should actually play some of these videos more often. And I think I think this video is pretty much sums it up. Now, I didn't play it last week during our transgender special because, well, this isn't it has nothing to do with transgender people. This time, uh, the woke company this week is but Miller Lite, excuse me. And they weren't promoting transgenderism. They probably will next week when it's the, I don't know, Pride Month or whatever it happens to be next month. I, They decided to celebrate feminism. And initially, I thought the commercial was kind of a joke. And then I heard their response to this joke, and I realized, yeah, this isn't a joke. They, they are actually quite serious. So how about this? Let's listen to the commercial. It's only about a minute long. And we'll talk about it right after. Here's a little known fact. Women were among the very first to brew beer ever. From Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. Look at this Wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their but the whole beer industry's Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this and buying it back so that they can turn it into good for women brewers. Literally, good How, you ask? Ladies, take it away. First, we turn the bad into compost. Then we feed compost to worms. Push out beautiful fertilizer. That good shit helps farmers grow quality hops. Which is then donated to women brewers to make their own really good shit. But there's definitely more shit out there. In your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite and they'll turn that into good shit too. Okay, so this commercial came out. And again, no, nobody publishes these commercials. Nobody publishes these commercials on television. Do you know why? Most people watch television. And people are not going to want to see this crap. And they're not going to buy Miller Lite because suddenly some chick is saying shit the entire time. It, people aren't going to buy the beer. By the way, what is their main base of customer support? Yeah, men and men between the ages of about 21 and 45 or something. 
So basically what they're saying, women do not buy Miller Lite. Miller Lite, by the way, if you thought Bud Light was piss water, Miller Lite is worse. So, I mean, it's so bad they can't even spell light right. They spell it L-I-T-E. So this came out before the Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light commercial, which, by the way, they're down 17% in their stock options. They've lost $6 billion, which is just incredible. And they, this thing still was released. Uh, again, it was released after. Now, I thought this was a joke. I really didn't. One of the reasons I thought this was a joke was because when she was bitching about the women in bikinis thing, um, the entire video has, in the background, there are nothing but women in bikinis. Pictures of women in bikinis. They never took them out. And so I thought this was a joke. It turns out it may not have been. This is what, uh, this is the, uh, but this is their response. This video was about two things. Worm poop and saying that women shouldn't be forced to mud wrestle in order to sell beer. Neither of these things should be remotely controversial. And we hope beer drinkers can appreciate the humor and ridiculousness of this video from back in March. So a couple of things they're pointing out. One, they're saying it's a joke. And two, they're saying that they released before the Dylan Mulvaney thing, which is true. Okay, here's the problem. Uh, no one. She also says, and you can tell a chick wrote this, um, no one should be forced to mud wrestle. Okay, here's the thing that really drives, and this is, makes, makes me believe this was not a joke. This was a virtue signal. Uh, no one forced anyone to mud. No one is forcing anyone to mud wrestle to sell beer. I'll even go a step further. No one is forcing anybody to wear bikinis to sell their beer. All these women, I'm sure, auditioned to wear the bikinis to sell the beer, and were paid to wear the bikinis and sell the beer. I'm pretty sure none of these women were forced to do anything. So, but this is the whole. This is the whole thing. This is what they do. It, you got a virtue signal. Don't put it on television. You don't want to put this as a commercial on the Super Bowl, because if you do, you're gonna get your ass kicked. And Bud Miller Lite already knows. Oh shit! Look at what happened to Bud Light that tried to virtue signal, and. Uh, now we're virtue signaling, and I've got a feeling this may not work out well. And yeah, it, it's it's not working out well for them. And then they got other problems. I mean, their beer sucks. So outside of that, I it just we're gonna keep doing this because as Pride Month comes, oh, I'm sure we're gonna have wonderful videos. By the way, I do have some video new videos out. You can go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com or dumbassestalkingpolitics on Rumble. Just type that in. And there are a couple new videos. They're kind of fun. Uh, mostly, mostly paying attention to those of the rotund nature, because let's face it, they're they're the new victim group. They're bitching constantly, and they're really funny to look at. So go visit that website. Now let's go. Let's get to the news. Okay, so a lot of lot of things going on, uh, especially at the end of last week. So uh, the FBI apparently has been targeting pro-life groups, Catholics, parents attending school board meetings, and so forth. 
And the FBI has been really pushing the idea that these people are all domestic terrorists. And all this comes from whistleblowers within the FBI. Three whistleblowers were interviewed by Congress, by the, uh, the Congressional, the House Judiciary Committee, asking them about what the FBI is doing, and they're, they're openly saying it. Now, what was amazing about the testimony is the FBI said there were a lot more people who were willing to testify, but they were told not to. And the reason they were told not to is the FBI is being so weaponized that even their own agents who go against what the FBI wants are being targeted. So one of the guys who sat back and said, okay, well, yeah, here's the problem. I've had guys who want to testify also. They can't. And the reason they can't, I tell them not to. The reason, their families, everything, their lives, their families, everything will be destroyed because that's what the FBI is doing right now. So this, all this stuff is happening. Jim Jordan sat back and said, if you're a parent attending a school board meeting, if you're a pro-lifer praying at a clinic, or you're a Catholic simply going to Mass, you are a target of the government, a target of the FBI. And that's because you are a domestic terrorist. And the funny thing is, just last week, there was another case where a a pro-life person was being targeted by the FBI. There's ring there's ring video evidence of it simply because they wanted to talk to a pro FBI they wanted to talk to a pro life person and no particular reason why this is happening it's all intimidation okay in other news uh, another humpback whale was found on the shores of New Jersey this makes the 17th humpback whale that has been uh, beached in New Jersey. Now, mind you, that's this year, this year. So this year, 17 humpback whales have been beached. And by the way, we're not even counting the dolphins that had been beached because pods of dolphins have been beached in New Jersey. So you might be asking, well, why is this happening? Well, one of the, one of the key suspects is that um, the wind, the wind farm that is located off the shore of New Jersey, is said to be screwing with the whales and the dolphins' sonar abilities, so they can tell where they're going, because as those wind turbines turn, they create vibrations under the water, and apparently it's at the same frequency that the whales and the dolphins use. Now, here's the kicker. Everyone knows this. These whales didn't start beaching themselves until they started building these damn, uh, these damn wind turbine f- uh, farms. So everyone knows this. Of course, the left says, well, we don't know what's causing this. You've got m- veterinarian and, and marine biologists that are saying, well, yeah, it's these wind turbines. It's throwing them off. They don't know where they're going. So everyone knows what's causing it, but except the left. They have no idea. So they would rather just say, yeah, we don't know what it is. Nothing's happening. So good for them. God, they love the environment so much. Okay, so the United States continues to put themselves in the middle of the Ukrainian war. So Biden, Biden, Joe Biden, who is 
was in Japan yesterday, decided to tell the G7 that uh, the United States is approving the use of F-16s for the Ukrainians against the Russians. Now, mind you, good for him. He decided to tell the G7, which is he told every other country in the world that we're going to use F-16s and not the United States. So, good for him. He's showing the love, he's showing the actual love for, for, he's showing who he loves. And it ain't the United States. He could care less about the United States. By the way, while he's in Japan, we are 10 days from a death ceiling fight. No, 10, um, 10 days from going default. We'll get to that in a second. So, he tells them we're going to use F-16s, which is something he didn't want to do because it really escalates the war, and it is escalating the war. Here's the problem. Ukraine's losing. Now this is coming out. All that leaked material, it's coming out saying, hey, we're losing this war. And this would be another major black eye for the Biden administration. He cannot lose this war in Ukraine. Of course, Zelensky... He doesn't care. He's the president of Ukraine. He's flying to Japan, too. He's flying all over the place in his fatigues like he's fighting the damn war. He's not doing a, a damn thing except collecting money from the United States. So, between Sudan, Afghanistan, Ukraine, China, and uh, the Iran, all of this stuff, Biden cannot afford to lose anything else. And that's essentially what, where this is going. And now he's losing Ukraine. He's probably going to lose lose Ukraine. So, good for Joe Biden. And by the way, it's not just that. Speaking of Zelensky, apparently he went to China, uh, Japan for a reason. Went to the G7 for a reason. Um, he had to pick up another check. Apparently Joe Biden is trying to approve $367 million more million for the Ukrainian government. So... Maybe that's why he showed up. He wanted to pick up another check. Okay, and the last bit of news, and I said this before, we're 10 days from defaulting. Uh, of course, it is such an important thing that Joe Biden decided to go to ch Japan and visit the G7, which I'm not exactly sure. But one of the pieces of big news is that uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats want to use the 14th Amendment so that Joe Biden can unilaterally go in and raise the debt limit with no restrictions. So, use the 14th Amendment. It's in the 14th Amendment that you can raise this debt limit. Well, let's take a look at that 14th Amendment. Because I don't recall that ever being in the 14th Amendment. Now, understand something about the 14th Amendment. There are five sections, okay? Four sections deal with voting. They have nothing to do with the debt limit. But here's this fourth section, which is what defines the debt limit. So this is what it says. The validity of the public debt of the United States, authorized by law, including debts incurred for payment of pensions and bounties for services in suppressing insurrection or rebellion, shall not be questioned. Okay, so, so far, that has nothing, so far, if we pay debt, if we have, uh, have incurred debt, we have to pay debt to suppress a rebellion or an insurrection, we have to pay those debts. Fine. That has nothing to do with the debt ceiling, with the $31 trillion, $32 trillion, let's, let's round it up, uh, $32 trillion of debt we're in. That has nothing to do with it. 
So let's continue. But neither the United States nor any state shall assume or pay any debt or obligation incurred in aid of insurrection or rebellion against the United States or any claim for the loss of emancipation of any slave. But all such debts, obligations, and claims shall be held illegal and void. So what does that mean? It means that a state a state or the federal government cannot aid, cannot pay debts of anyone who is in insurrection. So basically, the United States cannot support a rebellion or an insurrection and cannot support any state or anybody else who is slave trading. That's it. That's the 14th Amendment. That is what they're pointing to as the president can unilaterally ignore Congress and raise a debt limit with no restrictions. Yeah, even Democrats aren't buying that crap. Now, I don't know. I Joe Biden, in while he was in Japan or in the G7, did sit back and say he was considering it. But Democrats, legal scholars, everyone is saying, yeah, that's a real right. That's a real reach. Probably not constitutional. Because nowhere in that statement does it say the president can unilaterally raise the debt limit. Nowhere. Okay, so let's go on to, oh, we've got some Kamala-isms. Yay, we haven't heard any of those in a while. I'm going to have to cut that one down a little bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll fix that video because that, that's a definite Kamalaism. So we all remember that Brittany Griner, who was the NBA, WNBA player, who still might be a man. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I think we're going to get some news. I'm getting the impression Brittany Griner is actually a man and not a woman. Okay, I have absolutely no evidence of this, so I'm going to keep using the proper pronouns because I just don't know. But Brittany Griner was in Russia, had marijuana oil or something in a vape, got, arre- got arrested by Russian authorities because it is illegal to have drugs in Russia, and got traded for, got traded, got released, so that, uh, got released by the United States in trade for a, a terrorist, is essentially what ended up happening. So we... The Russians got a terrorist back and the United States gets Brittany Griner, who could be a man. All right, so she had her first game. She had her first game on Saturday and it was everyone made a big stink about it. It was on ABC. It was it was just all over the place. And but the problem is, yeah, not many people were there. Okay, not a lot of people went to the game. It wasn't a sellout. Well, the coach of the Mercury, the uh, Phoenix Mercury, which is the team that Brittany Griner plays for, um, she had some words about this, and she was not happy. Let's listen. I mean, it was it was great, but like honestly, come on, LA, like we didn't sell the arena for BG. Like I expected more, you know, to be honest, right? Like it was great, it was loud, but um, how was how was it not a sellout? How was it not a sellout? Um, 
but... How is it not a sellout, Vanessa? You still are coaching in the WNBA. And I'm sorry. I would rather watch the hair in my ears grow than watch a WNBA game. It is brutal to watch. It sucks. No one wants to see it. That's the main reason nobody was watching this. The other reason is also quite simple. Brittany Griner's no hero. Now, I will say one thing. Brittany Griner did learn. She's no longer kneeling for the national anthem. She's no longer saying the national anthem shouldn't be played. And she's even commented that, you know something? I have a brand new outlook on the national anthem, a brand new outlook on the United States of America. So, at least somebody has learned something. But let us not forget one thing. Brittany Griner was arrested for a crime in Russia. A crime, it's illegal to have drugs. Um, she admitted she was carrying drugs. That's also something everyone seems to forget. The, the media is already saying, she. I, they said it this weekend a couple of times, that um, she was unjustly detained. No, that's not true. She had, She pled guilty. She admitted she was carrying drugs. She just forgot they were there. Now, was her sentence overboard? Of course it was. But to sit back and say she was not guilty? Oh, let's let's ease up. Let's let, let's back the frick up a little bit. Okay, Brittany Griner, no hero. Sorry. So, as far as this gal being really upset that it wasn't a sellout, well, here's here's a newsflash, and I know ESPN's really going to be pushing this. Uh, they're really going to be sticking a lot of, of WNBA crap on television right now. Guess what? No one's going to be watching. No one cares. No one wants to watch it. The NBA is barely being watched right now. You think the WNBA is going to pick up the slack? Please. Okay, well, I played you last week. No, no. I played a video of somebody arguing for trans rights. Um, if you go, go to dumb, go to rumble.com, type in dumbasses talking politics. You'll see it. I think this one will be out next week. It's actually not there yet. It will be out next week, but it was someone making a very, and you'll have to wait to see it. Someone making a very in, intellectual, intelligent, intelligent argument for trans rights. Well, there's a gal named Senator. Her name is Michaela Kavanaugh. She's from Nebraska. Nebraska is putting a deal. It's basically saying you can't mutilate and drug kids for uh, for transgenderism. That's something you're not going to be allowed to do. Okay. And uh, apparently, Michaela Kavanaugh had a really great argument. So she went up on the um, she went up on the stand on the pulpit, and she started delivering her argument. So listen. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need 
This is an awesome argument. Okay, well, a couple problems with this whole argument that she's making. No, we don't need trans people. No, we don't have to love trans people. And trans people do exist. And that's absolutely fine. No one cares. The law in Nebraska is about not mutilating children. Not drugging and sterilizing children. It has nothing to do with trans people, with trans adults. Hey, you're 18 years old and you want to cut off your dick. I think you've got a mental problem. Okay, I think you've got a mental problem. And we probably shouldn't be cutting off your dick any more than we should be cutting off the arm of somebody who thinks he shouldn't have an arm, which is a thing. But as far as if you can do it and it's legal, go for it. I have no problem with you cutting off your dick. Matter of fact, it's probably a better thing. Maybe you shouldn't be reproducing. But the the big reason I show you this, not only did it go viral, not only is it asinine, it just shows you these people, honestly, have no argument. That's all they can do. Their debating technique is all based on slogans and chants. For example, if this Michaela whatever, Kavanaugh, decides to come and have a debate with even someone as simple as me, like me, I'm not a senator, you have a debate with me, guess what's going to end up happening? I'm going to win. Even though I'm dealing with a far superior intellect. Because my stance is a reasonable, intellectual, common sense stance. Whereas hers is crazy, unreasonable, and to be honest with you, demonic, evil, an abomination, abhorrent. Cutting off the penises of 16-year-olds is abhorrent. Drugging a 10-year-old, drugging and sterilizing a 10-year-old is abhorrent. It's an abomination. Cutting off the breasts of a 13-year-old is an abomination. It's evil. Yeah, but that's why they, they sit there and they chant. They, they can't argue that. It's all true. Okay, well, let's get to our technically our second story here. Um, <clears throat> and this is going to happen a lot more. And now I am impressed that a lot of people aren't talking about this right now. And they're not talking about this right now because the argument is actually quite serious. And nobody wants to deal with this. So according to Fox News, the mother of an eight-year-old who girl who died in Border Patrol custody this past week, claims agents repeatedly ignored her pleas to hospitalize her daughter, while agents say her daughter's condition did not require a hospital care. couple of things here. Um, missing. Again, Fox News is losing me. I won't lie. Fox News is losing me. So the couple of things are missing in that initial opening paragraph. One, the little girl's an illegal alien. Two, the mother is an illegal alien. And the reason it's important to denote that is um, agents didn't didn't believe the daughter. I'm going to already take the agent's side because the daughter shouldn't be in this country. Neither should 
the mother. Continuing, quote, they killed my daughter because she was nearly a day and a half without being able to breathe, end quote. Mabel Alvarez Benedicts told the Associated Press in an emotional phone interview, quote, she cried and begged for her life and they ignored her. They didn't do anything for her, end quote. Well, then maybe you should have stayed in your own fucking country and had the doctors in that fucking country help you instead of illegally walking into this country, 10 to 14,000 people, uh, by the way, a day are walking into this country. And uh, has anyone ever thought this? Has the AP ever thought, well, how many people are you dealing with? Maybe they didn't have time or maybe they couldn't pay attention or anything like that. But no, it gets worse because she's blaming her daughter. But now Fox News, good for them. They finally get to the, the, the deal. Maybe it wasn't completely the Border Patrol's fault. Alvarez Benedicts reportedly begged agents to hospitalize eight-year-old Edith Tane Reyes Alvarez, who had influenza. The eight-year-old, who was born in Panama with congenital heart defect, had received surgery three years prior, which her mother claims, which means you can trust moms now, was successful. Agents were aware the girl had a history of heart problems, and sickle cell anemia, according to the outlet. So let me get this straight. This little girl brought over a disease, influenza. She was sick. She had heart surgery because she had a bad heart. And, and by the way, it's congenital heart disease, which means it's not going away. And she had sickle cell anemia. And she traveled from Panama all the way to the United States, illegally crossed the border, and the broad died. And it's the Border Patrol's fault. The Border Patrol killed her. Really? How about this? Mama killed her. Mama is the murderer here. Mama should have kept her in Panama where she could have gotten continual medical support. But Mama was selfish and wanted to come to the United States. So let me be very clear. Very, very, very clear. Nobody killed the daughter. The daughter was killed. The daughter died of natural causes. But if anyone killed the daughter, it was Mommy and Daddy. Who killed mama? Who killed daughter? By making her travel five, seven thousand miles, illegally cross a border, probably through the and of course, none of this, by the way, is in the article. F U Fox News. Probably crossing the river by El Paso. She gets sick again and dies. Well, you know something? Feel bad for her. Feel bad for the little girl because she didn't have any say in this. But screw that mother. I'm sorry. And we're going to have to get used to this in this country until the Biden administration sits back and realizes, hey, there's some problems here. There's some real problems here. Until the Biden administration admits there are some real problems here, that people are going to die, we're going to need to look at each situation individually and say, well, I mean, did she 
did the Border Patrol kill somebody? Because chances are the answer is going to be absolutely not. Okay, well, I got a lot more, but we're going to, but the next story is actually really long. So we're not going to, we'll go into that one tomorrow. We'll start with that one tomorrow. I hope you have a, guys, have a great day. God bless you all. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. 